Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience and almost daily podcast about anything and everything weather and science and earth science, and sometimes off-topic material that the creator and host finds interesting. I am the creator and host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And in just a moment, we'll get to today's material, and I pray that you will enjoy your time here and to help spread the word about Weather Jazz, now available on most mobile podcast apps, as well as on the website, weatherjazz.com. This episode is being produced via the production tools on our host's server, anchor.fm. And if you've ever thought of starting a podcast, take a look at anchor.fm. They make it easy, and best of all, it's free, just like this podcast, Weather Jazz. And you're joining us for episode number 56 for Monday, February the 18th, 2019. And it is the night of the big supermoon. No pun intended. It's literal. It's a little bit bigger than normal. Now, to the average human eye, it's pretty tough to discern, but there is a difference. Now, if you go to my website, weatherjazz.com, on episode number 56, entitled Supermoon, you're going to see right underneath the header a photo, a comparison photo of what the moon looks like at its farthest point and what it looks like at its closest point. Now, it all comes down to the moon's orbit around the Earth. We think of it uh, very simplistically as a circular orbit, and that's not quite right. It has an elliptical orbit around Earth, albeit it's a very slight one, but it's an ellipse, meaning there are times where the moon's a little bit closer to planet Earth, and there are times where the moon's a little bit farther away from the Earth. Now, the average distance between the surface of the Earth and the surface of the moon is 239,000 miles. But what is the difference? The farthest away it can be is about 252,000 miles, and the closest it can be is about 220 or so thousand miles. So the difference between the farthest point and the closest point is a whopping 30,000 miles. Now, that's a whole lot of miles. Uh, however, you got to remember, when you consider the total distance between the Earth and the Moon, that distance makes the ellipse pretty small, but it is large enough to create a difference, thus the supermoon. Now, the number of times, or the, the average time between uh, the apogees and the perigees, in other words, the, the times that the moon is the closest to the Earth versus the farthest. The average cycle runs just over 27 days, about 27 and a half days. But it is not perfectly in sync with the lunar full moon cycle because uh, we have a full moon every 29 and a half days. So because they're not totally in sync, not every full moon will be a supermoon. As a matter of fact, uh, we will ha have uh, roughly a couple of supermoons 
per year, and they're clustered together. So this moon that we're seeing tonight and the moon that we'll see the next full moon will still be pretty close to a supermoon. And then it'll cycle away from it. Take a look at the graph that I have posted on weatherjazz.com under episode number 56. You'll see that graph, and you'll see how uh, unsynced they are. Uh, but it is unsynced so that the period is very easy to predict. Take a look also at the comparison between a supermoon and a micromoon. A micromoon is the exact opposite of the supermoon. And by the way, this is kind of a loose term that was developed in the 1970s uh, astronomically. And as far as astronomers go, it is not really called uh, a supermoon per se. It was something uh, or a term that was given to us uh, basically to make it easy for us to know what this is. But uh, the, the official astronomical term for a supermoon is essentially, uh, you know, are you ready for this? It's called a perigee syzygy. A perigee syzygy. That is the official astronomical term for a moon at its uh, closest point or perigee to the Earth. Uh, so there you have it, a little bit of a uh, historical background between the supermoon, and you'll see those graphs. And uh, just to throw a few more interesting stats your way about the supermoon and that difference that you see on weatherjazz.com, you're going to see the, the size difference. The size difference is about... Uh, 14% larger. Uh, So if you pay close attention, you can actually see it. But there's actually a bigger difference. It's not so much the size as it is the brightness. The brightness of the moon when the moon is closest to the Earth and going through its full phase is about 30% brighter than the average full moon. Uh, Let me put this into perspective, if I can. For those of you that are familiar with the term alux, alux is uh, a unit of of lighting or how much light there is available uh, for things to see. And a typical summer moon at temperate latitudes, that would be where we are, provides only about... 0.05 to 0.1 lux. But a supermoon directly overhead in the tropics could provide up to 0.36 lux. In other words, 30% brighter. So if things look particularly bright on that snowscape tonight, you will know why, because we're right in the middle of a supermoon. Incidentally, our weather tonight here in the greater Cleveland area will certainly be conducive to looking at the supermoon. I was just outside in the back parking lot here at Fox 8, and the clouds, which are still kind of hanging out, are dancing with the moon. I see the moon up there. As we go through the night, the atmosphere should get drier and drier and drier, and uh, thus we'll have a much better viewing of the supermoon the later we go into tonight and into the early morning 
pre-sunrise hours of tomorrow. And hopefully if it stays uh, clear long enough into tomorrow night, you'll see it again tomorrow night. So go check it out. The Supermoon right here on Weather Jazz. We'll catch you next go-around. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast, or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Weatherjazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the Weatherjazz signature is a registered trademark, all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weather Jazz.